Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we are going to be performing a fundamental stock analysis of the Royal Bank of Canada, ticker symbol RY. At the time of recording today's video, Royal Bank of Canada is trading for $99.34 per share. Year to date, their stock price has declined by about 6.5%. Over the past year, they're down 4.5%. Going back three years, they're up 8.5% compounded annually, however. Over five years, they're up 6% compounded annually. Over 10 years, that's about the same. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, Royal Bank of Canada has compounded at a rate of 8% compounded annually over the past 17 and a half years. Keep in mind that this is not including dividends. So Royal Bank of Canada is trading snugly between their 52-week high and low. They're about $9 over their 52-week low right now. The company is a large business. In Canadian dollars, they have $177 billion market cap. And in US dollars, that's about $139 billion USD. So for some background about the business, Royal Bank of Canada is one of the two largest banks in Canada. It is a diversified financial services company offering personal and commercial banking, wealth management services, insurance, corporate banking, and capital market services. The bank is concentrated in Canada with additional operations in the United States and other countries. The company was founded in 1864 and is headquartered in Toronto, Canada. For today's fundamental analysis, we're going to be using our very own 10 Towers Banking Stock Analysis, taking a look at 10 key financial metrics for banks. This type of analysis came about as a result of me not being able to find a holistic and beginning analysis for banks, using inspiration from the eight pillar analysis popularized by Everything Money, to check out publicly traded banks. So let's get right into it. So starting off with tower number one, we want their average PE over the past five years to be below 12 and a half to be trading in line with the banking sector's overall historical averages. So currently Royal Bank of Canada is trading for 11 times earnings. Over this time frame, they've traded as high as 16 times earnings and as low as about seven times earnings during March of 2020. However, averaged out, they're trading just under 12 and a half times earnings. They're trading at 12.4 times earnings. So this is going to be a check here, just barely, just sneaking in there on tower number one. Tower number two, we want their average five-year return on equity to be greater than 9%. So Royal Bank of Canada does a very good job here earning above average returns on equity. A hallmark of a great bank is that even in tough financial years, they're still able to earn at least respectable returns on equity. So in 2020, not only did Royal Bank of Canada earn respectable returns on equity at about 13.5%, those returns are actually still above average. They were still producing above average normal results in a year that was pretty difficult for banks. So that's a great sign to see here. Over this time frame, their average return on equity in any given year is 15.5%. So this is a check here, a strong showing on their returns on equity for Royal Bank of Canada here on tower number two. Tower number three, we're looking for five-year revenue growth. Royal Bank of Canada has grown revenues from 30.5 billion US dollars in 2017 up to about 40.5 billion dollars in 2021. So this is going to be a check here with their revenues going up. Tower number four, we're looking for five-year net income growth. Here they've grown net incomes from 8.9 billion dollars in 2017 up to just under $13 billion in 2021. So a strong increase in revenues here. 
Over this time frame, in an average year, Royal Bank of Canada is producing about $10 billion of earnings. So this is going to be important because banks, unlike other businesses, are not going to be valued based on their free cash flows. They're actually going to be valued on their ability to produce earnings. So we're going to be using that metric later on in our analysis. So put that in the bank for now. But this is a check on tower number four. Tower number five, we're looking for five-year deposit growth. Royal Bank of Canada has grown deposits from $612 billion U.S. dollars in 2017 up to $889 billion in 2021. This is another check on tower number five. And so far through five towers, we've got five checks. We're starting strong here. Next up, tower number six, we're looking for decreasing shares outstanding. When you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. When a business is buying back shares and decreasing the amount of stock that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the business, which ultimately increases the percentage of the business's profits that you're going to be entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So over this time frame, Royal Bank of Canada has decreased their shares outstanding by about 3.3%. So not huge buybacks, but some buybacks nonetheless. So this is a check here on tower number six. So getting checks on both tower number five and tower number six are really important. With their overall deposits going up and their share count going down, that's signaling to us a strong deposit per share growth, which is another very key metric for banks. Overall on towers five and six, we're seeing a very promising sign here for Royal Bank of Canada. We're still perfect through six towers. Next up for tower number seven, we want the interest that Royal Bank of Canada is paying on deposits as a percentage of total deposits to be decreasing over the last five years. Over this time frame, their total deposits are up while their interest expense is down. So this is going to be a check here. Their interest expenses are going to depend in part on the overall central bank's interest rates. However, it's still a good sign and it's very important for a bank to have low interest expenses as a percentage of total deposits because banks are commodity businesses. So having this low interest cost is one of the best ways that banks can get this lowest producer cost advantage, which is incredibly important in commodity businesses. So this is yet another strong sign to see here on tower number seven. Tower number eight, we want their non-interest expenses as a percentage of total deposits to be decreasing over this time frame. This is going to help us measure how efficiently the bank is being run overall as these non-interest expenses are going to take into account things like overhead. We would rather own businesses that are operating more efficiently over time. And this is a way to help us understand whether this is the case or not for a bank. So both their total deposits and their non-interest expenses are up over this time frame. So we're going to have to do some math here. In 2017, in 2017 non-interest expenses were 3.1% of total deposits. And that has decreased in 2021. Non-interest expenses only were 2.7% of total deposits. So this is a check here. Even though this non-interest expense ratio is up compared to some of their peers, Royal Bank of Canada is operating more efficiently over this time frame. Then for tower number nine, we want their institutional deposits as a percentage of total deposits to be decreasing. So again, over this time frame, both of these numbers have increased. So the math here works out that in 2017, Royal Bank of Canada's deposit base was 41.5% institutionally funded. And in 2021, that decreased to being 38% institutionally funded. So this is yet another check here on tower number nine. 
We're perfect so far through nine towers. This tower is important to take note of because ideally we want a bank that is as close to 0% institutionally funded as possible. The reasons being are that it minimizes some level of systemic risk and it's harder for blocks of retail funded deposits to leave a bank than it is for blocks of institutional deposits. So this is really a key banking safety metric. One thing that's incredibly important to note about Canadian banks overall is that they have much higher levels of institutional deposits than their American peers. So this is a general difference between the Canadian and American banking system. I'm not an expert here on the differences between Canadian and American banks, and I'm still going through my own learning process, but this is something that you really want to understand the differences in regulations and why this is the case and whether or not this is any sort of risk factor one way or the other before investing in either American or Canadian banks. Overall, just a noticeably large difference between Canadian and American banks. So something you absolutely want to dig into farther here. Next up, the big tower of them all, tower number 10. We want their market cap to be below their average five-year net income multiplied by 10 to give us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of Royal Bank of Canada. So currently, Royal Bank of Canada's market cap is 139 billion US dollars. They produced average earnings of about $10 billion a year. And so when we multiply their average earnings times 10, that's only going to bring us to $100 billion here. So this is going to be our first and only X on tower number 10. Unfortunately, we were not able to have a perfect 10 tower stock. However, just because their market cap is higher than their earnings doesn't mean that you're totally going to discount this business. They've been growing pretty steadily. Looks like through some acquisitions over this time frame. And so far through our analysis, we've seen some pretty excellent signs about Royal Bank of Canada. This is a business that likely would be worth digging into some more depth here if you're interested in Canadian banks, as there were quite a few bright spots and they're only off here on our earnings. Worst comes to worst, you learn about the business, you put it on some sort of watch list, and you come back to it when it's more reasonably priced at the level that you think the business is intrinsically worth. Then lastly here, we're looking at their dividend profile. So some people are attracted to banks because they tend to pay out higher dividend yields than the overall market. Royal Bank of Canada is no exception. They pay out a dividend yield of more than 4%. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yield. And so here in the case of banks, we want to make sure that their dividends are supported by their earnings. And so in all five years here, Royal Bank of Canada has grown their dividend payments per share. And throughout this time frame, they've kept their payout ratio below that 60% metric that we want them to. And they've been able to grow their earnings. In the most recent year, they only paid out 40% of their earnings as dividends. So this is a sign of a healthy and sustainable dividend. It's good that they're not overextending themselves with too high of a dividend payout ratio. And it looks like they're exercising a decent level of prudence with their dividend payments. So while this is a snapshot of the past five years, you could reasonably expect payout ratios like this to continue. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to keep growing their dividends per share forever, but it looks like they have a pretty reasonable capital allocation plan for their dividend payments. In summary, Royal Bank of Canada has very strong fundamentals. They're currently trading just below what we want them to be for average earnings. They earn high returns on equity, even in down years. Their revenues and earnings are up over this time frame. They've also exhibited some nice deposit per share growth. The bank is operating more efficiently. They have a 
lower cost producer advantage by paying less interest on their total deposits, and they're decreasing the percentage of deposits that are institutionally funded. Plus, the bank is pretty sensible when it comes to their dividend payments. So unfortunately, while we were off here on their average earnings, if a 10% yield on their average earnings is a reasonable valuation metric for Royal Bank of Canada, then we're off. This is a bank that has strong fundamentals and would be worth looking more into. This type of analysis is a holistic starting point to come to a fundamental understanding of the Royal Bank of Canada based on their financials. This is not financial advice in any way, shape, or form, and it is not a buy or sell recommendation of any securities. Please consult with the appropriate financial professionals before making any sort of investment decision, and please do your own homework. Come to your own independent conclusions on any business that you're interested in, and ultimately, as value investors, we want to be understanding the businesses that we're researching as if we owned 100% of the company, knowing all the ins and outs of the business, and really understanding the overall essence of the business. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Royal Bank of Canada, ticker symbol ROI. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next, bank or otherwise. Thanks for learning about Royal Bank of Canada with me, and have a great day.